Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to session number seven, sponsored by WordSprint. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Before we start today's interview, I just want to tell you, um, Julie, you'll find out about her. Um, Her publicist called me about her new book or sent me an email, and I said, okay, I get all these requests. I need to check this out and see what it's really about. And so we scheduled a call, and a little bit of time with Julie, I figured out she's the real deal. And this is something that um, I want other people to know about. As we move into our position of influence as leaders, uh, the conductor has a very different style, a very distinctive style. Watch for the twist of this interview. It's quite remarkable. Here's Julie. Here's the interview. Hope you like it. Hey, it's Hugh Ballou, and my special guest today is going to put a twist on your thinking. Julie Cotino, and I'm holding her book. She so kindly gave me, and I just couldn't put it down. You know, you have twists on every page. Let me read a little bit on the back. This is a really cool picture of you here, by the way. It's, it's a really nice color scheme, and you represent what you teach with brand. Julie honed her branding chops at a series of high-level client and agency positions, including Virgin Management, Gray Global, and Interbrand. She's highly rated and engaged keynote speaker a global authority on impactful and effective branding. And this is something that really got my attention. I looked at some video testimonies. She is the creator of Brand School by Brand Twist, an actionable online branding class for entrepreneurs, small businesses, and nonprofits. Julie, I'm loving having you on this interview today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me here. Um, this might be second to CNN, but at least I got your name right. Cotonou, Cotonou, Julie Cotonou, love that name. And I've watched your, your videos. You're very good on stage and you're very engaging. And I would say that you uh, represent your brand. And why don't you set a context? Why is brand important for people that are running any kind of enterprise? Yeah, I mean, I think... A lot of people make the mistake of thinking of your brand as your logo and your website and, you know, maybe the name of your company. But your brand really is your business. It is your organization. There's no separation between the two. And for entrepreneurs and small businesses, it's your most important business asset. And, and I've, I listed the testimonies that people had been to brand school and they said there was there was a remarkable difference in how they attracted people. And. We haven't talked about my brand at all, 
and I'm, I've got some that are scattered. But as far as the Hugh Ballou brand, I'm the guy that shows up and teaches leadership with the tails on. Yes. And I don't know if you've seen the piece in Forbes or not, but that people ask, oh, you're the you're the conductor guy. Yeah, and I love you, it. <laughs> yes, it's a twist. It's what I've done and how I've repositioned myself. And the leadership market is very competitive, as is the branding market. Um, what you talked some about your work with these significant clients and you worked with uh, Richard Branson's company, didn't you with Virgin for a while? Yeah, I was the head of uh, brand for North America for almost five years. That's when they were starting in North America. Yeah. Well, they had been there for a while, but that's when we launched Virgin America and made some, you know, serious inroads into other businesses as well. That's pretty high level work. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Richard has a, expression which is uh screw it let's do it that's one of his famous expressions and i took that to heart and uh it's in the book and and quit my job (laughs) and started my own company five years yesterday actually so you're one of us you're one of these entrepreneur people and so why did you why do you do this you know what's important to you about branding that you want to do a business yeah excuse me go ahead I think branding, you know, I think a great brand can make or break a business. And I think having a business that allows you to serve the people you're really passionate about serving can really change a life. So, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm helping people fulfill their dreams. I um, I, I can feel that. And, and it comes across, you come, al- well, you're alive now, but in front of a group of people, and you said if it's five or 500, it's it's still a group. Um, it's engaging, interacting, and, and helping people think in a, in a, as you say, is in a twist. How did you come up with this brand for yourself, this twist thing? Well, it actually happened uh, about 10 years ago when I was working for Interbrand as a brand consultant. I was traveling, and uh, I was at an airport. And I was kind of, uh, you know, really beaten down by air travel. I think all the airlines look and sound and feel the same. And I was running for my flight late, and I stopped in my tracks because I saw this um, 747 with McDonald's golden arches on the tail fin. And I remember thinking to myself, that's got a twist. That's something different. You know, maybe it'll be colorful and service-friendly. Maybe I can have a regular seat and supersize it to a premium seat. And uh, for that moment on, you know, I realized that that's the way to do things. And the funny thing was it was a mirage. It was actually the reflection of the food court <laughs> on the window. And there happened to be a plane parked behind it. But it really changed my personal and professional life from that moment. That story is in your book. And that, that, that really spoke loudly to me. Um, it's a mirage, but it's, it's a real clear vision of possibility thinking. Now, yeah, I went back to the agency the next day and I started changing the way we were, you know, dealing with our clients. I said I had a meeting at Avon a few days later and I said, let's stop thinking about Revlon and Mary Kay and all these other brands that we consider our competition because we're just going to do Me Too marketing. You know, let's go in and talk about brands like BMW and Virgin and Ikea and Starbucks that have great brand experiences, but nothing to do with cosmetics. And we had so many great ideas in a couple of hours. That's quite remarkable. And you, you, you stress that in various places in the book. So the, the book is called Twist. Where can people get this book? Uh, you can get it on Amazon. 
Novel idea. <laughs> you can find it all over. It's there's a there's a website, thetwistbook.com, and they can find it there. I'm sure. Yeah, they can find it there, and they can see some uh, fun videos called Quick Twists there as well. You like to have fun, don't you? I do like to have fun. Can you tell with all the purple I've got going on? I'm, I'm very passionate about what I do, and for me, that's part of my twist. Now, I, I get that, and that's, that's inspiring. I work with a lot of highly passionate entrepreneurs, whether they're uh, clergy or running a charity or starting a business or growing a business. And we got all this stuff in our mind, and we don't know why people don't understand what we do. And I t- told you where we were warming up here that I had a clergy I was talking to, and his team had a contest to draw up a new logo. But they don't have – there's lots of parts to a brand. There's a brand promise, a brand image. You know, what, uh, tell us what, what are the component parts that represent a brand and why it's so important for us to get it out of our head and something that's going to let people know what we do and why it's important. Yeah, I think the most important part of your brand is your brand promise, which in my school we call our brand idea. And it's really important that your promise doesn't just talk about what you sell or what you offer. It really needs to talk about how you make people feel, you know, what you're able to allow them to achieve. So, for example, in the for-profit world, Nike's promise isn't really about sneakers, right? It's about just do it. It's about achievement, it's much higher up on the what I call the brand pyramid. And the reason why that's important is because that allows you to cut through all the noise. Having a brand promise with a twist allows people who are so busy and thinking about so many different charities, clergy, nonprofits, small businesses, your customer is totally overwhelmed. So if you have that opportunity to have one minute, two minutes with them, you need a message that's going to cut through. And that's really a message with a twist. I like that twist thing. It's sort of getting under my skin here. Um, and, you know, I like to have fun. One of my skills, I told you I worked 40 years as a musical conductor, and I got to hire some great orchestras, work with really big choirs. And uh, it's kind of a rush. you got 200 singers and 50-piece orchestra and 1,400 people sitting behind you. It's just kind of a rush like nothing else. I've, I've transferred all of those skills of the conductor, which people think is a dictator, but really we are uh, an enabler, an empower, an influencer. And so I've, I've reframed my, my whole thinking and, and helped people rethink their leadership. And part of the leadership is, is what's the compelling reason people need us? And when I work with, with, uh, with these, these enterprise leaders, it's the, part of leadership is the continuity. It's the pathway to profit. And we've got to have, if I step in front of an orchestra and choir, we've got to have the score. We've got to know where we're going. And and I help people write their score and know their score and be able to create this high-functioning culture. And a part of the score, which we call a strategic plan, in my world we've relabeled it a solution map. Where do you want to be and how are you going to get there? And a big part of it is our marketing plan. But our marketing plan, we have our unique value proposition and we have our brand promise and we have these different components of the branding and we kind of we kind of skip over those pieces so i see a lot of people that are compromised how hard is it for you to hone in with people helping them hone in if i'm going to hone in on my brand and how can i make it better and if i don't have a brand how do i create one it sounds like a lot of work tell me how how hard that is well it's you know, it's really about answering four very basic questions. And my 
version of what you described as a brand framework. And the first question is really, who do you want to serve? And it sounds counterintuitive, but the narrower you can get on that who, the better. You know, women 25 to 54 is not a target. You know, all people who want to get healthy is not a target. You know, all people looking for meaning in their life is not a target. Mm -hmm. You have to really create a person, and that's what we do in brand school. We create like a target avatar. Mm -hmm. And you think about what keeps that person up at night. So you can answer the second question, which is what? What are you really promising? And again, the what shouldn't be, you know, a diet plan. It should be, I can help you change your life. And then we support that by why. Why should you believe me? And those are three brand pillars. And those are things that are about your point of view on the category, what's unique about you personally, like your musical background, um, and what is your process like or your products. And then the fourth question is how. And the how is the marketing. How is how do we bring it to life? You know, what does our website look like? How do we dress? What's our office look like? You know, what are our, what does our marketing look like? And the biggest mistake that I see is people think they have a marketing problem. They say, if I just have more money, or if I just do redo my website or my logo for the umpteenth time, you know, people are going to know me. But they, they really have a branding problem because they haven't answered the first three questions. And you make a case somewhere um, that if you did it right, you don't have to redo your website umpteen times. You don't have to rewrite your script umpteen times. Um, so doing it right the first time um, is really important, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you're on your second web designer or your third web designer and they're just not getting you and you're not happy with what they're doing, you know, chances are it's you, not them. You know, you haven't taken the time to really define your brand and give them a brief that has a twist so they can bring something to life that you'll be really happy with and that will attract your target. I, um, I encourage people to have mentors in different subject matter expertise. And um, it's amazing how many, um, how many leaders I meet that, oh, I'm going to figure it out. And I, I like to say, okay, so you, you're going to fly a plane and not take any lessons. <laughs> you <know? laughs> um, <clears throat> don't you think you need a, a flight instructor? Don't you think you need a license? And by the way, if you're going to have passengers, don't you think you might hurt people if you don't prepare? And the most important thing is what you just brought to mind for me is these are blind spots we can't see for ourselves. And we really can't work through this unless we have a mentor. And I saw on your site that you have, I think if you go to Brand Twist, can people apply for, what, what is it, the consultation you have to offer? Yeah, we have these complimentary brand health checks. And if they go to brandschoolonline.com uh, and they fill out an application, tell us a little bit about their business, give us their URL, you know, we will actually look at it, schedule a call, and give them some advice. And is it fun? It is fun. <laughs> and, you know, it's fun, but you have to be open to it. You know, the best way, as you were saying, to get the most out of it is not to debate why you did what you did and how good your brand is. If you're going to take advantage of the expertise, you know, be open. And we give very loving, very positive, constructive, you know, uh, criticism and input. Um, but I think you're right. I, what you're describing I call is brand blinders. You know, I think a lot of people are working 24-7 in a certain nonprofit or a certain category and we're looking at what our, all our competitors are doing and we're just, you know, head down doing the hardest work we can, but we don't 
realize that there's a whole other world of inspiration out there. And chances are, if you think about what your competitors are doing, you'll end up doing the same thing. And that's a, you know, frankly, that's a waste of money and time and goodwill. Well, and I've heard that recurring theme from several people in, in this series. This, this whole series of, um, of recordings is what I call the pathway, leadership is a pathway to profit. And what you're highlighting for me are making good leadership decisions. And we're, we're in a spot where we've got a vision. We understand the end result. How do we get this out of our head and how do we build a system around that that's actually going to be monetized? And it's really not about the money, but we're going to build a car, but we haven't learned to drive the car, and now we haven't put gas in it. The revenue is like the gas, and driving the car is like having people like you and me that, that work with, with folks like this. And I'd love to work on a project with you because you're just hitting a lot of the high points that I see people need to learn. And, um, and so what weigh in on leadership for me there's there's leadership decisions that you've highlighted and i don't know if you buy into this but i'm reframing leadership as the pathway to results which is the profit we need to actually achieve our mission so weigh in on what what do you think the leadership decisions are here that people need to think about yeah i think the most important leadership decision in branding and another definition of a brand is a story really well told Mm -hmm. is there has to be one author to me, uh, brand development should not be a democracy because what happens is when everybody has an opinion about the name or the logo or the positioning, then we brand by lowest common denominator. It's mm. like the mission statements that you see that, you know, you just tell that everybody had to have their say. And so they're, you know, 25 lines long and no one can remember them. <laughs> so what I always say when I work with clients is I said, I want to work with the CEO And I'll work with the marketing person as well. But at the end of the day, the CEO has to be the biggest brand ambassador. And he or she, or the head of the nonprofit, has to say, I'm going to listen to opinions, but in the end of the day, I'm going to be the author of this story. So we can have a very single-minded, focused story with a very strong twist. Now, I believe that if you're rebranding, for example... You should definitely launch it first with your employees. You should teach them the story. You should, you know, get their input on fine-tuning. You should make sure everybody from the receptionist to the head of operations can tell the same story. But you shouldn't develop it completely by committee. So if you're a leader, you have to really have the courage to say, this is how we're going to go forward. We're going to learn. We may change it down the road. But we're not going to do it completely by the by committee from the beginning. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I feel very strongly about that. Well, I work with a lot of clergy, and they want to go to committee. And I said, when did God ever give a vision to a committee? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it ain't in the Bible. Um, and it's really funny how we, we want to make sure everybody's happy. Now, getting ideas and getting input is not the same as what you've described. And there, there are ways to be in meaningful conversation and to nuance the decision. I think part of what leaders fear, they don't want to upset people, and that's being a pleaser is not a good thing. I, I tend to be a pleaser, but having, having a, a principle like you've got a vision, 
articulate your vision, and then I'm going to make the call because it's my vision on the vision and mission statement and the branding, uh, the, the branding piece. It's okay to have conversations, but they're not going to guide your final decision or, or dictate it. They can help you think about it, but guiding it. And then we start every project off with a brand differentiation workshop when I work with nonprofits and companies. So I am a big believer in input in the beginning. You know, let's get people together, not just marketing people. Let's get salespeople. Let's get frontline people, you know, in the case of the clergy who are actually, you know, working out in the community. Let's get the CFO. Let's get the head of HR, if you have that in your uh, startup. So let's get a lot of opinions at the table in the beginning, get them excited about branding, get them talking about branding outside of their category. So I always ask everybody to come into a workshop with a brand that they admire, that has a twist outside of their realm of influence. But as it progresses, then someone has to own it. So I 100% agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how, how many, no matter where they're in, sometimes really high-level business executives have trouble you know, with those decision-making processes, which is not a good leadership skill. I mean, you've got a big gap in leadership skill there. Um, well, it's not really their fault because, I mean, that's a lot of the work that I do through brand school and otherwise is maybe it just hasn't, you know, maybe they got to be a high level executive because they're a subject matter expert and that subject matter may not be marketing or branding. But as you're, as you pointed out before, that's why it's important to have a mentor like me or you or someone else who can teach them and, you know, to be, even if you're a, you know, 75 year old CEO to have the courage to say, this is out of my comfort zone, Julie, can you help me? think about branding and those are the people that I like to work with and that I really admire. I love it. I love it. We're on the same we're on the same wavelength here. So I do agree. And uh, there's a lot of really useful useful things in your book and I d I don't want to just spend the interview going over the book because people can get the book and read it. Um, I did look at the brand school and I wanted to I wanted to go now. So who's <laughs> who who who's a candidate? I mean who who's it for? It's really for solopreneurs, nonprofits, small businesses who need the benefit of big brand thinking but don't have the time or the money. So what I do is I work with small groups of 12 or so students per semester and create a community where we support one another. And it's online but very high touch. You know, you see me, you hear me, you can ask questions and talk to me. So we've had students from all over the world, you know, Israel, Canada, Spain, uh, certainly the North America and the United States. Um, but it's a great way to do a lot of the heavy lifting yourself because I believe that at the end of the day, any brand consultant is going to go away and you need to you know, internalize the lessons but have really top quality guidance from me and the other faculty. I love it. So, um, well, that's a good fit for, for people that are watching this. That's, uh, you, now, you and I just met the other day, and somehow you found me. How did you find me? <laughs> I think my, um, my publicist actually was looking for nonprofit leaders, and uh, you know, your name very quickly came up as people who have uh, thought leaders in the nonprofit segment, and so I uh, reached out to you. Well, dang, something I'm doing is working, I guess, huh? I, I love your twist. I have to say, you, and I'm not just saying this because it's a great example. You know, there are a lot of thought leaders out there, but right away, your conductor twist, the fact that you live it, you know, with, on, the, on the pictures with the, the, the tales, uh, the fact that you 
you know, bring such an important metaphor because I think organizational behavior is about harmony, being in sync, you know, having something really positive. I think it's a fabulous twist. I wish I had thought of it. And um, it just makes me, it makes me happy to see that there's proof because it stood out for me right away when I was doing my research. I like to point out we didn't set this up. I promise. I didn't pay her. I didn't cue her. This just came out of the clear blue. Well, uh, well, you made my, Julie, you made my day. Let's love it. You're blushing, you're blushing a little bit. I like oh, that. Dear. Blush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm busted. Um, well, I like the fact that you, you have such passion about your work. You're very gifted at this. And you want to give to people. You're, you're a giver. I can see that. And you want to help people. So you've created lots of ways to help people. And this is not, um, this is not an instructional video. This is to get people, this is get people out of their f- box to yeah. start thinking um, in different ways. And my whole calling in life is to help people reframe their thinking as leaders. And I wonder, uh, earlier in the series, a friend of mine for 10 years, Cal Turner, um, went to his leadership team at Dollar General, and that may be one of the national brands you recognize. And Cal said, I got this job as CEO and president. My, my father founded the company. I got this job as president because of my genes. Uh, I've got a vision, but I don't have all the skills. You got the skills. And I claim the vision. This is where we're going. Everybody stepped up, and they went public. And then later he sold the company, I think, for, he told me, $7.3 billion. And what he demonstrated, he said, Hugh, leadership is defining your gaps and then being very transparent about that and letting those good people around you fill those gaps. And, and so I think you're one of those good people. I, I look better than I should because I hang around smart people like Julie Cotino, <laughs> and that that does me good. So I'm I'm really liking this interview, and I would encourage people that are listening or, or viewing this to start digging into your stuff, get your book, and really think about this branding piece. And this this uh, clergy person I talked to today just said we need to think about who we are, and is there a reason for us to exist? So there's a there's a real fit in what I do and help people think about their overall strategy writing the music. But there's a very distinctive niche here that they need to reach out for, for expertise. So I want to give them your website again. You said brandtwist.com is where people should start. Yeah, and if they're really interested in uh, finding out more about the school or getting a free brand health check, uh, they can also go to brandschoolonline.com. But you know what, Hugh, everything's linked. <laughs> you can find me anywhere. You could go to the twistbook.com you could just google twist and uh, all roads uh, all roads lead to me so i'd be happy and i'd love people to tell me that they came in through your show and i'll make sure we put them at the top of the list to help well that's a deal that's a deal yeah and so i'll push it out there and um we're gonna we're gonna sum up here this has been really good and we could t- i could talk about this all day you're so easy to talk with and i love the ideas um before I, I'm going to ask you to give people a, a, a tip or maybe a twist at the end of this, but what is twist? Give us a, you know, tell me what's twist and why is it important? Yeah, I mean, twist is really looking for something fresh, something different. You know, think about a twist of lime, a twist of lemon, you know, something that's really going to pep up and get people to notice. That's the really first meaning. And the second meaning is to twist with brands 
that you admire that are outside of your category. You know, don't just get stuck with your brand blinders. Twist with brands that you just love, like my McDonald's story at the beginning. You know, I was able to innovate an idea for an airline, not by worrying about what the other airlines were doing. I was able to do it because I twisted out of the category, and I thought about another great brand that stood for service in a completely different milieu, and that's how you twist. I like that word, milieu. Um, I'm going to tell them about your book and the link again, and then I'll ask you to give us a, um, a thought, a concluding thought. Julie Cotineau, um, I've only made it through part of this book. I've skimmed it all, but it, there's, there's stuff. Uh, um, you gave it to me, and I'm going to read it. So um, I, a lot of people give me books that I don't read. <laughs> this one I'm going to read, and you're welcome to test me on that. Um, so Julie Cotineau, C-O-T-T-I-N-E-A-U. I'll post it on the transcription of this. And um, uh, brandtwist.com. And if you want that, that health check on your brand, it's brandschoolonline.com. So as we, as we part ways here, what thought would you like to leave with people? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that if you stay where you are, you know, you'll get to where you've always been. So the really important thing is for any leader, any kind of company, is to lift your head up. You know, look at other brands, look at the world around you, get inspiration from other places, and then find your special sauce. You know, go back to McDonald's, find your twist, and express it everywhere. Julie Cotineau, you rock. Thank you so much. Have a great one. It's fun. Thank you. Today's podcast is sponsored by our friends at WordSprint. Go to wordsprint.com and get a free consultation about how WordSprint can deliver your message, the right message to the right person in the right rhythm to maintain your client engagement, to maintain your donor base. It's important to build and maintain relationships with your tribe. Wordsprint.com. Go look at their site, log on, and request a free consultation, and tell them you heard that on this podcast. This is Hugh Ballou, recommending WordSprint. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.